Wonderful listeners, I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hey everyone, today with me is an impressive and accomplished young woman. She is a Canadian Olympic athlete who has won many medals at her debut into the Olympics in 2016 at just 16 years old. She's a real trailblazer. Welcome, Penny Alexiak. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be shy, just, you know, I'll show you. I'll warm up, I'll warm up. All right, so how's life right now? and training, especially ramping up to the to- Tokyo 2021 Olympics? Life is pretty boring, I would say, like especially being stuck in Toronto. I feel like you know my struggle a little bit where we can't do anything. Ontario's been yeah. locked down forever. Um, but training for me has been pretty normal. Um, it's definitely a bit more of a struggle right now because we have had to like extend it an extra year. The Olympics were supposed to be last year, now they're this year. So finding that motivation again has been a little difficult, but I mean, I'm getting excited as we're getting closer to it. And talking about your Olympics, I, oh my goodness, when you were 16, my age right now, you were winning gold, silver, and bronze at the Olympics in Rio 2016. Talk about potential at such a young age. You're absolutely incredible. You're a record setter. How did it feel being really young and competing at the Olympics against and alongside uh, women much older? What were you feeling during these events? Um, it was really weird. I think like I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I think now looking back on it, it's more of a big deal to me than then. When I was 16, I was just like, I don't know, doing typical 16-year-old things, like, at high school, hanging out with friends, like, going to, like, parties and stuff. I was, like, enjoying myself all the time, and I was just excited. It was my first kind of national team that I had made, so um, I was, like, excited to just go and race and cheer on the team and have fun, and I wasn't expecting anything, so it was, like, crazy to me to be able to come home with any medals at all and you've got so many medals how did you feel i think i was like pretty excited i mean i don't know having like four olympic medals when you're 16 is pretty wild so i was like really taking advantage of it and like hanging out with like whoever and kind of just like having fun and enjoying it and living in the moment and i don't know now looking back up like you literally you're so crazy it's just it's, yeah it's just no big deal yeah I mean it's pretty it would be surreal yeah I think it definitely was like I don't think I even believed it in the moment I was kind of just living my life as if it was normal and people were like holy crap how did you do this and I was like do what I don't know I was just swimming so how did your mental image change of yourself um after winning the 2016 Olympics and now going into the second one 
how do you feel about yourself or how did it change after your first olympics i think after my first olympics right away i kind of had a lot of pressure on myself and i had a lot of pressure from other people pretty much just telling me you needed to win from now on like which is really difficult um I let it get to myself a little bit to where if I wouldn't win a race or if I wasn't the best, then I would really get down on myself. And it got me kind of into like a plateau almost where I didn't feel like I could be good at swimming again. And I got really frustrated with myself with that. But um, in the last year or two, I've really taken a lot of time to focus on, um, I don't know, taking that pressure off and really just racing because I love it and not putting expectations on myself because that's why I won medals in the first place. So you had so much pressure in like the start of your first Olympics? Um, I'd say right after. I think when I was going there, I, I didn't, I had never raced on the world stage before. So I was kind of just like having fun with it. I was like, if I come last, I come last, whatever. But then after the Olympics, it was just like, okay, now you need to win everything. Like you can, last is not an option at that point. And it was like, it really took a toll on me when I would come second or third, I'd be like, oh, I'm a failure. Like. (laughs) You're not, you're absolutely not. And who, who kind of put that pressure on yourself? Did you or somebody else? I don't know. I'd say it was a mix of things. I think people were trying to be supportive and, saying like oh next olympics more golds and like oh my gosh you're the best and things like that and i think it got to me because so many people were saying things like that where i was like okay everyone is expecting me to just be the best and win all the time and i cannot let any other placement be an option i have to win all the time because like that's what is expected of me almost that would be so hard i'm just thinking about that because I used to compete a lot in karate. I went to the Junior Olympics last two years ago in 2018. And so I would, you know, come into the mindset because I won golds there. And I was like, okay, I have to be number one. And I'm totally with you on that. And then I realized that it's not the case. And I have to, you know, be the best that you can be. But I'm just thinking about from my perspective, it was so hard. But I can't even imagine you your situation because you've won at the olympics like the actual adult olympics (laughs) no i feel like you definitely know my struggle then because like i don't know once you're like at the top i i always hear people be like getting to the top is easy but staying there is really hard and you feel like you have to stay there exactly so you're like okay what can i do to stay here and like any time you drop it all you're like okay it's over like I'm done (laughs) and how do you feel going into the 2021 Olympics what do you feel about yourself um I'm definitely feeling a lot better I'm trying to take I think like I kind of said I took like my Olympic champion title kind of as pressure before and whenever someone would say it I was like oh my gosh I have to win this you know but I think now I kind of take it more as like a confidence boost where it's like, okay, yeah, I did that. And why can't I do it again? Pretty much. So now I think I have a lot more confidence and I'm kind of changing my mindset on everything. So um, I'm feeling a lot better. That's good. And I was listening to your previous 
interview with uh, Sportsnet, and you're talking about your it's a mental preparation the second time around. And I think that we just covered what that what that was right now. But is it a big shift from the first Olympics going to the second one? Just in the mental preparation almost. Yeah, I'd say it definitely is. I think especially because I was a lot younger. I mean, I'm still young. I was going to be like, I'm so young, but I'm... You're just just 20. You're like just a baby right now. Exactly. So I think like when I was younger, I was like, okay, nothing matters. I can do whatever I want. I was literally, I had the fastest metabolism ever. I could eat McDonald's every day for lunch, have donuts every day. I'm so jealous. Oh my God. You definitely can too. (laughs) But I was just like living life. I didn't have a care in the world. And now it's more like, you have to take a lot more things in con- into consideration when you're like going to race and if you want to actually perform well on a world stage and um I don't know it's definitely been a lot more of like a mental battle where I just have to like mentally prepare for things more and really shift my mindset I feel like I now have a lot more anxiety behind like racing and stuff than when I was 16 I was like oh racing okay cool let's go you know cool let's just jump in the pool yeah now it's like I need to visualize the race I need to like get fully mentally prepared before I can like touch the water (laughs) so as you know the theme of this show is to uncover the reality of influential people in this world can you tell us what a typical day in your life is like nothing crazy at all I wish it was crazier sometimes but um especially in lockdown right now um i'm pretty much just like going to the pool in the morning at like seven and then i come back to my apartment um at the pool i'll do like an hour of weights maybe and then like a two-hour swim come back here eat nap if i have to do stuff like work stuff or anything i'll do that um then i go back to the pool for another like two-hour training session and then back here eat again and chill out I mean it would be more exciting if things were open (laughs) (laughs) and so you're talking about work stuff what kind of work stuff not really anything like work stuff more just like contacting with like my management my agent and kind of trying to get stuff done right now I have to sign like a hundred something photos for Special Olympics Canada so nothing crazy my life is so difficult (laughs) no I'm I'm sure it absolutely is no I'm I'm very lucky and I'm lucky that my struggles are first world problems. (laughs) And I'm telling no sarcasm at all, but I really do think your life is harder than most people would think. No, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So how has winning multiple medals at the Olympics changed your life? I know it kind of arose challenges after where you kind of felt like you had to stay at the top. But what kind of, what, what happened after? Were there a lot of doors that opened up for you or were there more challenges? I know you did a, now you just did a partnership with Phelps, the swimwear company from, by Michael Phelps. Um, can you talk about what, what kind of stuff happened after Rio? I mean, it definitely opened a lot of doors for me. Um, it kind of changed my mind. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I was always on the typical path of like, okay go like to high school finish that try and go like NCAA for like swimming or whatever and then after that get a job you know but um 
the Olympics really, really changed my pathway, and it was definitely different. <laughs> like, I kind of went straight into like doing partnerships, and I've partnered with a lot of really great brands that I was really lucky to partner with, and I've been able to do a lot of things that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do had I not got the medals at the Olympics. I went to like Kenya with my family to build schools with like we. Um, I went, I've been in like parades, which is like weird to me because watch parades and stuff. Like I had never been inside the like ACC or Scotiabank Arena um, for like a basketball game ever. I always like stood outside in the Raptors square and then like all of a sudden I was able to go to like any Raptors game. I was like, this is so crazy. Like it's a life I never would have been able to live had I not done what I did at the Olympics. and. I think I've got to meet a lot of really, really, really amazing people that I like am speechless when I meet them. So I'm super lucky and I'm super happy and it like motivates me every day to be better. And who are those people that you become speechless with? Oh my gosh. It's been way too many people. Like I've met like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's like a really famous basketball player. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to even think like I've met so many people that I'm like what in the world like how are you standing in front of me I'm this is me right now like how are you standing in front of me well through the screen (laughs) no oh my gosh I've seen the people on your show (laughs) um so talking about before what you were just saying about how you're going to go to school NCAA and then continue school and get a job what were you gonna do what were you thinking of doing In high school, I was really all over the place. Like, I had a lot of interests. I was really interested in, like, law. I was taking a lot of law classes, and it was really cool to me. Um, Then I got into, like, okay, well, I could go into, like, kinesiology and, like, being a physio because I'm already an athlete. It would kind of be, like, an easy pathway for me to go into. And I think more recently kind of after the Olympics, honestly, I've been really interested in like interior design and fashion kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of something I'm doing on my own and pursuing a little bit. Oh, I haven't really done it, any school for it yet or anything, but um, I'm like trying to shadow some interior designers and learn a little bit as much as I can, I guess. That sounds awesome. I'd love to, I'd love to see your sketches and designs. That'd be so cool. I know, I know. Maybe I'll get more open with it as I get better. And I actually feel like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, it just takes time, right? Literally. Yeah. So just switching topics. You're born and raised in Toronto. Same. We're in the same city. I didn't realize it yet. (laughs) I know, literally. (laughs) Like 20 minutes away from each other. If it wasn't COVID, you would have been sitting right beside me and we would have done something really cool. I know, that would have been so fun. Um, so you come from a very accomplished family. Your sister is a former NCAA rower. Your brother's an NHL defenseman. I could go on. Your family is so accomplished. How did you become interested in swimming? I don't even really know. Like, there's been so many random little stories thrown around of how I kind of got into swimming, but, um, I did kind of everything growing up and so did my siblings. I did like soccer when I was really young. I did gymnastics. I did rhythmic gymnastics. Um, I did like ballet. I did dance and everything. So um, I was kind of all over the place and 
I remember my sister wanted to quit doing dance and I was like, okay, I want to be like my sister. I'm going to quit too. And my mom was just like, you have to do something. So then I picked swimming and I didn't even really know how to swim that well. <laughs> like I went to a bunch of clubs. I got rejected by like three swim clubs because I didn't know how to do strokes or anything like that. And then one swim club, like my coach when I was younger, his name's Gary. Um, he took me in in like a heartbeat and I, I don't know, it was kind of history from there. <laughs> I imagine those swim teams now. Like, I rejected Penny Alexiak. That was just so wrong for us. No, I think it was fair. I wasn't good at all. I, <laughs> like, if you, if I saw that, I'd be like, no, you're probably not going to do anything. Like, <laughs> But look at you now. Yes, I guess so, I guess. I, I guess so, yeah. Just, yeah. I love how humble you are. It's so awesome. I uh, Thank you. <laughs> Penny, you're not only an amazing athlete, but you're also a fantastic mentor and leader. You're part of the RBC training program. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what your role in the program is? Well, I am, I'm like an RBC athlete, and with that, they have RBC training ground, and um, I've been really lucky. I haven't been able to go to a bunch of the RBC training ground events because pretty much of COVID, I guess. I am really lucky to be able to like be an ambassador for that. And I did get to go to one of the RBC training ground events where pretty much you like sign up and they put you through a bunch of tests that will show what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And from there you can get picked up by different um, sport, what's it called? Sport like ministries, I guess, in Canada, like different, like you can either get picked up by like soccer, maybe like rugby, uh, cycling, things like that. So um, I'm kind of just like a supporter, I guess, on the side. Like when I went to the RBC training ground event, I pretty much just did some interviews to kind of get the word out about it, which is like super awesome because what I think, I think what they're doing is incredible. Like you're finding talent that otherwise you probably wouldn't find because these events are free to sign up for, which is like crazy. Um, it's so accessible, right? Yeah, which is so good because, like, so many kids, I feel like, want to get into a sport, but they don't know what they're good at, so they're just like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because you have to try, like, 10 different programs, and it's, like, thousands of dollars, and it's just... Exactly, where this just, like, streamlines it for you. It's like, okay, you're good at this. You're probably going to be good at this sport, <laughs> which I love. And, yeah, at the, like, RBC training ground event that I went to, it was fun to just, like, be on the sidelines and see these kids who are all, like so motivated and so competitive and i love that atmosphere so it was super fun that sounds that sounds amazing i know i mean you're saying how amazing rbc is but how amazing are you to be a part of it and be just an amazing mentor i'm just so inspired and i'm just in awe i'm in awe of you right now oh my goodness thank you um so you just did a partnership with phelps somewhere in swim products uh, last year and they did a cool welcome penny to the to the Phelps clothing family what was that like working with that company and what's your relationship with Michael Phelps it was it's pretty like wild to me that the Phelps brand like reached out to me and they wanted to work together which is so crazy because I like Michael Phelps was like the guy exactly and like I was so 
it, like I loved watching him swim when I was younger and I always tried to like kind of emulate how he swam and that's like kind of not how I swim because he's a guy and he has a lot more power but <laughs> I try to kind of swim like that and yeah just like being a part of the team was super awesome they're all really really kind they're always there the second I need them for anything and they really want to help me be the best athlete I can be which is amazing but um also like meeting Michael he was like another person that I was like holy guacamole he was super nice and we like had dinner and he talked to me the whole time and we were just talking about our similarities and it was so nice to have someone because I have friends that are kind of at the same level that I'm at like Bianca and Jescu and things like that so I know people that are my age like RJ Barrett I know them and they all kind of know what I'm going through but it's nice to hear it from someone who's a bit older and who has gone through like the whole kind of pathway of it because he could kind of explain to me okay in the next like five years it's probably gonna be like this and I really appreciated that and he's been kind enough to like be there whenever I need to call or text him so I love him love the Phelps brand and I'm like so lucky to be a part of this whole little family it's really fun it's like he's like your mentor you're mentoring young people and he's mentoring you that's like kind of like cool full circle exactly I mean I'd say it's it's almost like he's mentoring other people because I feel like everything he says I'm like I'm gonna go tell everyone what you said now because (laughs) you know what you're doing you do too to a certain extent (laughs) yeah so many people look up to you what would you say to them listening to this podcast right now what would Michael Phelps say I'm kidding just what would you say what would Michael say I'm thinking we want you we didn't I didn't ask Michael to come on the show I wanted Penny on the show I feel like I'm still learning things every single day I think my biggest piece of advice that I've kind of always said is just like do what you love I've always kind of stood behind that where if I really don't want to do something I'm not going to do it because I know I'm not going to put in any effort for it and I think that's something I say to my friends that's something I say to people when they ask me what I what advice I have for them I'm just like do what you love and like you're gonna be good at it you're gonna find a way to be good at it if you're not good (laughs) at first um and you'll enjoy it a lot more and you'll find a lot more like joy in your life and you'll be happier day to day and you'll have more time to do other things that you love I think it just takes a lot more out of you to do something that you don't want to do than it does to do something that you love and it kind of helps you expand your horizons a lot more too thank you that was incredible that's an incredible thing to say and I've interviewed a lot of people for this podcast and none of them kind of said that it's really interesting to hear um so penny you've pretty much conquered the swimming world i mean there's a lot more that you could do but what's what's next after tokyo 21 i have no idea i was literally talking to someone today at practice and i was like i had so many plans for after the olympics last year i was like i'm gonna like travel I'm gonna do this I want to expand my brand I want to like become more of like I want to get more into like the fashion space and the interior design space everything like that and then I was like and then that all had to like get thrown out the window I had to like get back onto like the beginning of my training routine again to get ready for the Olympics the year later 
And I was like, now I don't want to plan anything because I have like trust <laughs> issues. I'm like, I don't want to plan for anything after the Olympics because what if I can't open, like nothing opens? What if I can't fly somewhere? What if I can't do the things I want to do? So right now I'm on hold. I don't know what I'm going to do after the Olympics. That's okay. I mean, you've got the sky's the limit. It's limitless for you. So before we kind of wrap up, I'd love to ask you five rapid fire questions. Yes, I love this. <laughs> I'm glad. If you were a superhero, who would you be? Probably like Hulk. <laughs> That's very interesting. I actually like that. That's really, really cool. I don't know. I feel like he's strong, but he also like jumps far. <laughs> <laughs> That's such, a, that's such an interesting answer. I never get that answer. But I mean, you kind of like are Hulk in the water because you're super, super fast and strong. I love that. Thank you. Uh, if you were to put together an ideal relay team of both men and women, who would you have on your team? I think I'd have like Sarah Sostrom. She's like a Swedish swimmer and she's really, really fast. I have like Caleb Dressel. He's insanely fast too. Um, Kylie Moss from Canada I love her she's like the sweetest girl ever and she also like had a world record recently so she's fast um, and then I don't know I'll just put myself on just because everyone else is fast on it just like you you're super fast <laughs> no I'm like <laughs> I'm just gonna they all win it I'll just like tag along <laughs> Stop it! You're like, you want gold in the relay! Oh my goodness! What's one thing on your bucket list that you haven't crossed off yet? Going on like a real vacation. I've only ever been on like one, so I guess I crossed off my bucket list, but like, I want to go on like a four week vacation. I've never been on a vacation really. <laughs> what? Like, uh, just wow. Okay, yeah, you. If there's, some, if there's one person that needs a vacation, you need a vacation. You've worked your ass off for years and years and years. You deserve a vacation. Seriously, <laughs> after the Olympics. After the Olympics, it's a plan. What's one of your pet peeves? I think, like, really negative people. Like, people that literally all they can do is complain. I'm just like, okay, well, obviously your life's terrible. You just keep talking about how terrible your life is. Like, go away from me. Get a bit more positive. Like, I, it just, like, frustrates me seeing people be frustrated about, like, what they're doing and talking about how bad their lives are. I'm like, your life could be so much better if you just spoke it into existence. Like, come on. <laughs> so thank you so much, Penny Alexiak, for coming on the show. You're such a really inspiring and accomplishing woman, but you're also just really cool. Like, there's some women who are really accomplished and inspiring, but you're also really, really cool. <laughs> thank you. You're so nice. Thank you so much. You're so, like, great and super well-spoken, so. Thank you. Thank okay, we're, we're saying thank you way too much. <laughs> this, I love this. Just going back and forth. <laughs> Half the podcast. <laughs> This is Kayla Jackson, and thanks for listening Clearing It Up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave an awesome review. Please follow me on Instagram at IamKayla.Jackson and tell your friends and family to do so as well. Mm-hmm.